Hey, mamas, you're listening to Growing God's Gifts with Kira St. Pierre, where I will encourage you, speak life over you, and give you valuable tools to help you nurture and grow the beautiful gifts God has given you. Growth begins with the tiniest of seeds. So come on, girl, let's embrace the power of growth and start planting those seeds together. Welcome back to Growing God's Gifts. Today we will be reading Secrets of the Secret Place, chapter 25, The Secret of Self-Denial. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Matthew 16:24. Some might think Jesus is saying, Since I have to suffer so much to procure your salvation, I want you guys to suffer too. But Jesus did not intend this as a morbid invitation to pain. He meant it as a glorious invitation to intimacy with him. If you really want to be close to me, he's telling us, then let me give you the key. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. It's an invitation to the highest intimacy, but yet we often avoid it because we think the price tag is too steep. What we haven't understood, though, is what we're buying. It's like someone offering us a brand new Mercedes for $20 and us bemoaning the fact that they're trying to extract $20 from us. Next to what we're buying, the cost is nothing. Similarly, self-denial is such a small price to pay for the incredible delights of loving communion with our Lord. If you can receive it, here's the secret. Self-denial can serve as a catalyst to help propel you forward into greater joys of intimacy in the secret place. Self-denial and intimacy go hand in hand. Self-denial awakens the flow of life and love in the secret place. Denying oneself is not the same as taking up one's cross. To take up the cross, at least in one sense, is to crucify the sinful passions of the flesh. The cross has to do with the death of the flesh, the carnal man. Self-denial, however, has to do with good and healthy passions. Self-denial is the deliberate curtailing of healthy passions and desires for the sake of pursuing Jesus harder. To clarify, here's just a sampling of the many ways self-denial can be invoked. Fasting from a curtailing intake of food or drink. Cutting back on sleep time. Bypassing good entertainment, saying no to social invitations and fellowship, lessening time given to recreation and exercise, taking a temporary hiatus from marital relations, accepting a vow of celibacy, spending less when you could afford more, etc. None of the above activities are sinful. Practiced in a moderation and balance, they are gifts of God that we might enjoy a fulfilling and satisfying life. But some people want more than a happy life. They want to know Jesus. They aspire to achieve kingdom conquest. They desire to accrue eternal treasure. They long for the outpouring of God's spirit in this generation. So they're pressing into the kingdom with spiritual violence. Self-denial is Christ's gift to us that enables us to turn up the furnace of our love seven times hotter. Some spiritual benefits of self-denial include a clearer perspective. The more you deny yourself, the more the scales fall from your eyes. 
you will begin to see the world for what it is. We naturally get desensitized to the filth of the world system that surrounds us. The world denies itself nothing. So when you embrace self-denial, you are doing something otherworldly. Self-denial demonstrates that we do not love the world, nor the things of the world. It was the lack of food that finally brought the prodigal son to his senses. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? Luke fifteen seventeen. In a similar way, authentic spiritual fasting is a powerful asset in helping us to reorient again to true kingdom values and realities. It also helps with accelerated change. When you begin to see how worldliness has affected your lifestyle, grace is released for embracing personal change. The simple truth is that the Lord Jesus honors self-denial. He loves the passionate resolve and humility of those who willingly embrace self-denial, so he rewards it with grace to gain personal purity and true holiness. He gives grace to the humble. In speaking of fasting, Jesus said, And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine bursts the wineskins. The wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. Mark 2.22 Jesus clearly taught that fasting plays a critical role in preparing old wineskins to once again receive new wine. Self-denial has a powerful shaping effect upon the soul, preparing us for the new wine of God's fresh moving among us. Another benefit is preparation for prophetic ministry. When something is practiced in excess, you cannot have a voice to that while practicing it in moderation. To have a voice to the excessive, you must sanctify yourself from even the balanced, healthy expressions of that practice. Jesus modeled this principle. To address the greed of the Pharisees, Jesus wouldn't even allow himself to touch money. To address the tendency of the Pharisees to concentrate on special garments, Jesus wore a very plain garment. To address their love for the best places at feasts and in the synagogues, Jesus didn't seat himself with them. Jesus sanctified himself from the good and normal in order to have a voice into the excessive and imbalanced. Those who carry a prophetic message to the body of Christ usually will embrace self-denial on almost a daily basis. Strategic forms of self-denial qualify us to be stewards of a prophetic message to the body of Christ. Another benefit is the ability to hear God. One of the prime benefits of self-denial is the way it empowers us to hear more clearly from God. Answers, guidance, direction, insight, all seem to flow more freely when self-denial is freely and willingly embraced with grace in the heart. Mike Bickle speaks so articulately about fasting being a form of voluntary weakness. Voluntary weakness, as he uses the term, is the intentional embracing of weakness for the purpose of uncovering greater grace. Self-denial has a weakening effect on the human vessel. It makes us more vulnerable. Those who embrace voluntary weakness have personal ownership of this great principle. My grace is sufficient for you, 
for my strength is made perfect in weakness. 2 Corinthians 12.9 When we embrace weakness, His grace rushes in to strengthen us. Those who embrace self-denial will be stronger in hearing God's voice and understanding His will. Jesus connected the secret place intrinsically with self-denial. He said, Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting. But to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret, will reward you openly. Matthew six sixteen through 18 Self-denial is practiced in secret. It is done quietly and exclusively for God, to be seen by His eyes alone. When practiced in purity before our loving Father, self-denial serves to awaken the flow of life in the secret place. One in on a secret? When your secret place needs revitalization, embrace the grace of self-denial. Your heart will be touched more readily, your spirit will soar higher, and your awareness of His presence will increase. I feel like this is a subject that most Christians nowadays, especially those of us in the United States, struggle with. Because our society is all about me, my, right now, what I want, when I want it. And there's never that self-denial. There's never denying what we want right now for the greater good, for the better, for other purposes, for higher purposes, for the will of God. And I think that's something that we desperately need to start incorporating in our everyday lives, whether it's getting up earlier than you normally do to, to spend time in the word, to spend time in your secret place with him, or whether it's finances or whether it's taking that extra minute when you're in a hurry to, to teach your kid a valuable principle. I know so, so often we get in such a rush that we, we don't stop to think the lessons that our kids can learn along the way. And I think that's important for us to, to sacrifice a little bit of our time, a little bit of our energy, a little bit of our emotional capacity, a little bit of our mental capacity for that matter, um, to, to take the time to invest in our surroundings, in our relationships, and especially in our relationships with God. I think it's important that we start thinking of ways that we can set aside our fleshly desires, um, the things that we want, and seek something better. Because, you know, I, I mean, I may want a chocolate bar, but I know that by denying myself that chocolate bar, I'm actually gaining <laughs> the ability to possibly lose weight, <laughs> you know? So that's denying myself that temporary satisfaction is giving me a long-term satisfaction in my weight loss goals, for example. Um, the same goes, like I said earlier, for the getting up earlier each morning to, to spend time with God in our secret place. 
that is a sacrifice. You're having to sacrifice sleep. You're having to deny, you're having to deny yourself those precious hours of that I know we were all longing for more of. Um, it, the, the trade-off is a, is a deeper, more intimate relationship with God. And I know for some who are just starting out and exploring and, and trying to figure out, um, what that looks like for them, having a relationship with God, like people who just started pursuing or have come back to pursuing a relationship with God, some, you may not understand or fully, you may not fully be aware of how fulfilling his presence is, how fulfilling that relationship can be with him. And once you get a taste of it though, once you get a taste of how deep and how meaningful that relationship becomes when you invest that extra time in the morning, um, in your secret place or in your quiet time, it just becomes so precious and so vital. And the rare occasion that you miss it, you desperately long to get there. Like you desperately miss it and, and look forward to the next time that you can, you can be there in that, in that secret place. And it's just one of those things like you get used to doing the more you do it. When you start forming a habit of giving extra time to the secret place every morning, it comes to a point where it's normal. It's natural. It's okay to get up extra early. Uh, and it becomes a normal thing to deny yourself that extra sleep. The same thing with your finances, for example, tithing. Tithing is such a uh, hard subject to digest. I think for some people, especially people who are struggling, this economy right now is, is hard. Um, everything's more expensive. Our income is not increasing anytime soon and it, budgets get a lot tighter and it's, easy, super easy to say, well, I'm not going to skip my bills, uh, just to tithe. So I'm going to give up tithing and just pay my bills. And something that I've learned by my own experience is when you are faithful, even to that, even when you have no idea where the money is going to come from to cover those bills that you're, that you, that you have coming up, when you give that tithe, and you pray in faith, Lord, I don't know where it's going to come from, but I'm trusting you. You're denying yourself. You're denying that, that desire to hang on to that money. So you can still go and do your little out to eat once a week or whatever. Um, selfishly wanting to, to spend that money on something else rather than on tithing or whatever. Um, when you deny that and put your faith in God and his provision, y'all, he comes through so big. I, I just, my husband and I just had an experience with that where we told the Lord, I'm not sure where the money's going to come from. We're going to be short for a little, for the next couple of months. And the Lord just began to bless us and money just started showing up out of nowhere. Like my husband got a bonus that was not expected and I got more, uh, incentives at my job than expected, like double than I expected. Y'all, he comes through when you deny yourself and you're faithful to those principles, um, that he sets in his word. 
So every time that you deny yourself, whether it's, like I said, whether it's time in the mornings for quiet time with the Lord, whether it's finances, whether it's taking that, that extra minute to explain something to your child, um, like when you're, you're in a rush and oh, exasperated because your children aren't listening, your children are doing this or children are doing that. And, and you have that urge to, to just yell and, and let's get through it. Let's get it over with. But when you, when you actually take the time and this is where the self-denial comes in, you, you feel that stress and anxiety and you, you're like, we're in a hurry, we're in a hurry, we're in a hurry because you don't want to be late because you don't want to show up and everybody look at you, whatever. But when you sacrifice those couple minutes of being late to sit, to sit down in front of your child and say, look, I see you, I hear you, I understand you're frustrated, I understand you don't like what we're doing, I understand um, you're not getting your way, I see you, I'm here for you. And you, you begin to, to minister to them, you begin to, to disciple them, you begin to teach them that that it's okay to, to delay that satisfaction for a time because you're doing it. You're, you're setting that example by delaying, um, something that you want to get to or somewhere place that you want to be. You're, you're showing them that it's okay to temporarily do not, uh, to temporarily deny yourself something that you're wanting because, Hey, I'm denying you this ice cream right now because we're about to go eat your favorite meal of all time. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes kids don't realize that they just kind of like adults these days, they just want what they want now and they don't want to sacrifice or be patient or, or wait for that. Anyways, all that, I, don't, I think I got kind of a little off track there. Sorry guys. But, um, all that to say the principle of self denial is a valuable principle to start putting into effect in your life. Whether, like I said, whether it's in your quiet time, whether it's in your finances, whether it's just taking those few extra minutes with your kids. Um, I'm sure it could be applied to, to multiple other situations. Those are just the ones that hit home for me the most. Um, but just, just think about it. Just start finding ways that you can deny yourself for something that's more worth it. And I promise it will pay off. I hope y'all have a wonderfully blessed day. I look forward to talking with y'all in the next episode and y'all have a great week. Thank y'all so much for tuning into today's show. I love getting to hang out with y'all. When you have a second, please go tap that subscribe button on Spotify if you haven't already so you don't miss the next episode. If you would like to stay connected, come follow me on my Facebook page at Growing God's Gifts. I would love to hear from you and get to know you a little better. If you are interested in supporting me, you can make donations through Spotify or through buymeacoffee.com forward slash grow God's gifts. Or of course, sharing, rating, and reviewing me on social media is always greatly appreciated. I will post the relevant links in the show notes for you. Please join me again next week as we continue growing God's gifts together.